Saturday. I am coming on to give you guys this week's Spiritual Sunday uh, podcast title, uh, topic, um, and I'm just going to jump right into it. The title for today's podcast is Why Are You Here? Okay, and the scripture I'm going to share is going to be Matthew 5. 1 through 16 and I'm going to actually read the scripture for you guys so Matthew 5 1 through 16 and seeing the multitudes he went up on a, on a mountain and when he was seated his disciples came to him then he opened his mouth and taught them saying blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of God blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the poor and pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when you Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they be persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Not, not do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Again, that is Matthew 5, 1 through 16. And this is the single mom of purpose. Again, I'm coming on to give you uh, this week's um, spiritual Sunday topic and message Um, and again the title is called why are you here Jesus gave his disciples a pep talk Jesus never missed out on an opportunity to teach his disciples he knew he wouldn't physically be with them forever so he wanted to equip them to be effective when he departed from them He never shied away from speaking life into them, encouraging, motivating, and empowering them to do the same things that he was able to do. But he also let them know when they were slacking off and not being who he had called them to be. He wanted to let them know while he was training them to be fishers of men that it wouldn't be an easy task. The road wouldn't be easy. They would encounter many trials and tribulations on their journey. But he wanted to instill in them that they were above all that they would encounter. And no matter how it looked or how it felt, he would always be with them. As children of the Most High God, this still applies to us this very day. The same words that Jesus spoke to his disciples have the same effect and power today. No matter your situation, your circumstance, you're still blessed. No matter what you're going through, when you're living for more of God and less of you, you're still blessed. But guess what? As children of God, we are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. We will have to be the light not only for ourselves, but for those around us too. 
We will have to share our trials and tribulations as well as our revelations. How can we be called to be the light and salt of the world yet won't help our brother and sister along the way? How are we going through life and not shine our light throughout? Our testimony can be the very thing that someone else needs to hear to get their breakthrough. Everyone won't understand what they are going through, especially those that are called babes in Christ. I wish I had someone who pulled me aside when I first became saved, a born-again Christian, when I got baptized my first and second time, and tell me, young lady, this journey won't be easy, but you keep pushing. The enemy will be hot on your trail, but you keep pushing. This journey to be a sheep, a servant, a chosen and willing vessel for the kingdom of God won't always be bright and sunny, but you keep pushing. Salt by itself isn't that appealing, but when it is partnered with the right ingredients, the right words, the right motives, the right intentions, the results are God-driven and not human-driven. We have endless examples of willing vessels shining their light and sprinkling salt when needed to get kingdom results. Just as they paved the way for us, we have to pave the way for others by shining our light. We will have to take a stand on practices that aren't of God, as well as people, places, and things that don't line up with the Word of God. Everyone doesn't represent the kingdom of God. Many are lovers of darkness that have crept into the house of God, and they are on assignment to try and get you on their team, get you off track and out of the will of God. But be on guard and don't allow them to overtake you. We will have to learn to shine brighter than our problems, our emotions, and especially our haters. This is why it is so vital for us as Christians, as children of God, excuse me, to stay in his word, speak his word, and live his word. We are to be the light of the world. We should be front and center, shining our light all over the world. We should be taking others under our wing and showing them the proper way to do things, the proper way of living for God, the proper way to represent God. We can't assume that they are observing us from afar. Older women should be mentoring the younger women and girls, making sure our walk with God is on point. Older men should be mentoring the younger men and boys and making sure their walk with God is on point. Aren't we all supposed to be obedient to God? From what I read, I don't see where any of us are exempt. Some think since they have reached a certain age, their time is done. They have paid their dues. Why are you here? Why are you still coming into God's house if you don't want to be used by him? He doesn't need you to just show up because you've got a new dress or a new suit. He is still looking for willing vessels. Will you be one? Abraham and Sarah both thought their time was up, but God still used them. God knows his children. He knows the ones he can give certain tasks and assignments to. God is seeking out those that will be obedient, not only look the part, he has enough of those roaming around. He wants those that will answer the call and take action. He doesn't need any more bench warmers. He wants those that are ready to carry the torch, be the light in a dark and gloomy world, and isn't afraid of going up against a big bad wolf. Some of us lukewarm Christians only want surface Jesus, just enough of him to get by. But God requires total surrender. That requires us giving him our all. What are you doing in life? What are you doing in your life, excuse me, that is a reflection of the God you claim to serve? Just you coming to church every Sunday, sitting in the pews and giving your amen here and there, 
putting your $20 in the collection plate that doesn't warrant a life running after Jesus, wanting more of God. You want God to bless and heal you, but you won't give him access to your life. You keep him at bay until an emergency comes up, and that's when you start crying out to him. That's when you start asking everyone to pray for you. Why not be proactive and talk and pray to God each and every day? Why not give him full access into your life? Isn't that what Jesus did? Every chance he got, he was going away by himself to have quiet time to commune and talk with God. I remember seeing these words that Jesus spoke in Luke 22:42. Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. All Jesus wanted to do was the work of his Father. All he wanted was to complete the assignment he was sent here to do. If Jesus did it, why can't you? We get so caught up in social media and how many followers we got that we fail to realize who we should be following, who our life is supposed to resemble, whose life was given so that... whose life was given so that we can even have life. He allowed his body to be nailed to a cross, his blood to be shed so that we can have life. He loves us this much, but yet many of us choose to be disobedient, to side with the enemy. That's what we're doing when we don't live a life that resembles being children of God. How can you say you're a child of God, but don't take the time to thank him? Not just with your mouth, but with your life. The life you lead should be a reflection of the God you serve. Many of us are serving idols, and God isn't an idol. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, and he deserves the most highest praise, not some cheap, watered-down version. Why are you here? Are you here for God or out of obligation? obligation? Are you seeking more of God or just enough to get by? Some of us are out here treating God like a one-night stand. We've got what we've wanted and now we can put him aside until we need him again. That's not how this works. How many of us have been on the receiving end of a one-night stand in our feelings the next day when we don't hear from the other person? Can we be real? Crystal clear for a moment. That is how God feels when we don't take out the time to speak with him, to thank him for saving us with our sinful selves going about our day and lives like we don't even know who he is and what he has done in our lives. We think we can live, say, and do whatever we want, and when it's our time, we think we're just going to stroll up in heaven and waltz right in. Well, I'm sorry to bust some of y'all bubble, but there will be some that's going to get a tap on their shoulder and have to hear these words, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that worketh iniquity. And that's in Matthew 7.23. God requires relationship. God requires attention. God requires interaction. God requires partnership. This can't be a one-way street. There has to be some give and take necessary for the formed bond sorry, to be formed. How bad do you want God? Are you willing to sacrifice some stuff for a personal relationship with him? Are you willing to remove some stuff in your life, some people, What if I told you that God's will for your life trumps your simple desires, your desire to be famous, your desire to be rich, your desire to be the boss, your desire to have the fanciest car and house? That is 
excuse me, that is all materialistic. God is trying to change your life, trying to make your crooked path straight, trying to keep Satan at bay. But you won't allow that to happen because you keep blocking God's hand and accepting what this world wants to offer you accepting the world's version of what they want you to have you gladly take that but won't allow god in when he instructs us to follow his commands and you decline that's a disobedience when he instructs you to watch what you put in our let me start up. when he instructs us to watch what we put in our minds bodies soul and spirit you decline again that's disobedience but then you question why there is lack in your life while you're not advancing because you don't ask seek or knock and you're refusing to abide in him you aren't consistent when you pray and sadly many don't pray because they think god is just supposed to show up again i ask you why are you here god is watching i really believe people forgot that god can see and hear all of our interaction interactions he knows our heart our mind our thoughts he knows our true motives he knows when we are being truthful and deceptive, and folks still think they are getting over on God. They come within his church and say and do whatever they want, treat his people any way they want, and try to do it all in his name. Why are you here? Are you coming as a friend or a foe? Are you coming to help build the kingdom of God or tear it down? People that have been in church for years and still idle, why are you here? People that come in behind a title and want to dictate but not willing to serve, why are you here? People that come in wearing a mask to cover up your true motives and intentions, why are you here? Do you want to be used by God? Are you a willing vessel or a wolf in sheep's clothing? How can you come inside God's house and still be escaping back into enemy territory knowing full well he isn't even a part of the family? Let me explain it like this. Jesus came to save the world. Noah came to build the ark. Joshua came to wrestle with God. Mary came to birth Jesus. Peter came to show us how to step out on faith. Moses came to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. Adam came to usher in Eve. Eve came to be a helpmate and introduce us to the birthing process. Hagar came to show us that even though we weren't part of the promise, we still get to inherit the blessing. Daniel came so that he could show us how to fast. The three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, came to show us what it looks like to go into a fiery furnace, yet come out still smelling and looking like God is with us. Abraham came to show us what it looks like when God favors you. Job came to show us what it looks like when Satan wants to ruin your life, but God won't allow him to take you out. Naomi came so that she could prepare Ruth for her Boaz. Mary came so that she could show Martha what it's like to sit at the feet of Jesus. I know why I'm here. I know how I've come to stand before you today. I want to serve God. I want to be used by him. I want to be, I want to be a light for my brothers and my sisters that are seeking more of God in their lives. I want to trample the enemy and rescue as many lost sheep as I possibly can. When your prayer has consistently consistently been, use me, Lord, take me higher. We don't get to pick and choose what our assignment or calling is. God knows best. So here I am, a willing vessel for the kingdom of God. This is why I'm here. If we are commissioned to be the light of the world and nobody obeyed, where would any of us be right now? 
I had a good friend of mine that invited me to her church some years ago. Her inviting me to church that Sunday changed the, the whole course of my life. I had always known of God. I attended church as a young girl starting at the age of five. But at the age of 12, my life took a downward spiral. I hadn't really had a personal relationship with God. I would pray here and there, and I had some life and death situations that God showed up and healed and delivered me from. But I still really wasn't down with him like that. Before going to church that day, I had been praying for God to show up in my life. I was tired of doing all the things that I wanted to do. None of that stuff got me anywhere. I was ready for a major shift in my life to take place. That day I decided I was going to be all in for God and I have never looked back. So many people in this world and also in the kingdom of God don't know why they are here. Some don't want to know because they are comfortable doing what they want to do. They want to hang out in clubs, sleep with whoever they please, kill innocent people, hate on others because of the color of their skin, gossip about another person, steal what doesn't belong to them, destroy anything good just because it's from God. Everything that I've shared, these types of behavior, behaviors doesn't come from God. Anything, and I mean anything, people, places, things, behaviors that are designed to take and keep you out of the will of God and straight from the pit of hell. It's up to you who you will serve. God gives us a choice between life and death, between lightness and darkness. And if you're choosing life, then cool. But if you're still on the fence and you are choosing darkness and the enemy is who you have partnered with. So I ask you again, why are you here? The only one keeping you from shining your light and sprinkling God's goodness all over the world is your enemy. Why would God want you hidden? The only one that benefits from you hiding is the enemy. Our light should not only block out darkness but shut the enemy down. God should be amplified so bright in our lives that there is no wiggle room for the enemy to squirm his way in. Jesus came to show us the way. Was he always nice with everybody or were there times when he had to be straight and real with people? Did he always sugarcoat his messages? When Satan took him to the top of the mountain and Jesus spoke this, this Jesus spoke these words, get behind me, Satan. Did he say it with a whisper? Or do you think he had all power in his voice? Do people even know that you serve God? Do they even know that you are a Christian? That you're a kingdom kid, a kingdom woman, a kingdom man? Why are you here if you're not willing to be used by God? Why are you here if you're not willing to outshine the negativity in the world? Why are you here if you're not willing to make the enemy mad? Why are you here if you're not willing to shine your light to light up the path for someone else? Why are you here if you're not willing to be the best that God says you can be? Why are you here if you're not willing to step aside and allow God to have his way? Why are you here if you're not willing to shut down the enemy camp and rescue your enslaved brothers and sisters? Why are you here? I don't know about you, but I've never been comfortable just sitting in the pews, staying silent, not praising God, not thanking God, and not speaking life into others. I would never be comfortable being stagnant and not able to move and become who God has called me to be. Have you ever asked God, why am I here? What is my purpose? Whatever you do, be the light and salt in this earth. Lift people up. Lend them a helping hand. But also, when they sway to the left or to the right, bring them back into focus. 
some situations are going to cause you to stand up and be bold for God. You will have to go into your prayer closet and go to war for yourself, your children, your family, your friends. Wars aren't friendly battles. This will not be a friendly competition of checkers, hopscotch, monopoly, or double dutch. One side is going to be going in hard for the win. Will it be you coming on out on top of the enemy? God isn't looking for those that want to come in and play house. God isn't looking for those that know how to play on the emotions of his sheep and get them to bow down to their worldly standards. There are hurting people all over this world wanting to hear something positive and uplifting that will change your life. But those that claim to be God's children are refusing to be obedient. We all will experience God differently. Some stuff we can endure while others may not be able to handle it because their path is different. We all won't have the same calling or assignment in our lives. Depending on your calling, your light may shine different, brighter. Your salt levels may intensify with your walk, your calling. You will have to be a little more stern and enforce some stuff that may not, that many may not want to hear. But we have to follow God and be obedient to his voice, his commands, as well as the Holy Spirit. Satan is adding to his entourage daily. He is taking a new soldier because people are continually turning away from God because they choose not to abide by his words. So you going throughout your life, sprinkling God's goodness around, does what for the kingdom of God? It multiplies it. It brings the lost sheep back to the pasture. Satan is the only one who wants you to hide behind a mask. He knows full well what will happen if you reach your full potential and shine your light. He knows what that will do for the kingdom of God. Your life, your walk, should encourage others to want to change their life. So, that's it, you guys. That is it. Why are you here? Why are you here? Are you here to bring change or are you here to be destructive, a dis- distraction? Why are you here? Why are you here? And the scripture again was Matthew 5, 1 through 16. And let me highlight this again. It's Matthew 5, 13. Better yet, 14. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. of the world we are the light of the world with everything that's going on in this world today why are you here why are you here as children of God as Christians we are to bring change we are to bring um, light into a dark world that's why we're here but each one of us has a different purpose a different calling a different assignment we have to find out what that is so we can be obedient to our calling whatever path that is why are you here so I thank you guys for listening I really do I really do appreciate everyone that clicks on this um, link that uh, 
comes to my podcast and actually scrolls through and decides which one you're going to listen to, I thank you. I thank you for um, I just thank you. I really do. I thank you guys again. And uh, if you've been listening to the um, book discussion on destroying the spirit of rejection, I'm going to be doing chapter three. We've done chapter one and chapter two. And like I said, it gets better and better. If you haven't, um, listen to chapter one or chapter two. They're on the podcast. Take a listen and then continue on. Uh, There's 12 chapters in the book and I'm going to be reviewing and speaking about each of those chapters. So again, thank you for listening, uh, my podcast listeners. Greatly appreciate it. Um, I hope this helps someone. Um, Because it's definitely... um, help me. I wrote this uh, a few months ago and I'm just um, going to put be putting it on the website for my Spiritual Sundays um, uh, article. And like I said, you know, when I do the articles, you guys, I'm coming on my podcast and sharing it with you guys first. And it's just getting me back to why I'm here. I got distracted and I haven't been stuff that I know I've been called to do I've I've gotten off track and I know I have to get back on track so reading this with you guys this evening just helped me to get back um, where I know I need to be at and I know I need to get my head right and get back in there so it's definitely helped me and I hope it helps someone else okay so you guys have an amazing evening awesome week ahead and we'll be talking again